The hit series House of Cards resonated with viewers by its portrayal of Washington politicians as ruthless, dishonest, and amoral. One can debate whether life imitates art or vice versa, but Americans, sadly, have come to view their political leaders with a kind of cynicism that is richly deserved. Perception meets reality. Our current president and his influence-peddling son have managed to reinforce the image of politicians as greedy and corrupt. Joe Biden's House of Cards features the same kind of wretched characters as the Hollywood original, the same sleazy self-dealing, the same morally bankrupt lies. Whether the Bidens meet the same fate as the fictionalized version depends on whether a Delaware grand jury decides to issue indictments. If Hunter Biden is charged with money laundering, fraud, or foreign lobbying crimes, as he should be, his father, Joe Biden, will be implicated in some manner. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. I have a warning for you. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, your money is at risk. Learn how you can protect it with physical gold and silver. Call 855-665-0767 to get your free gold IRA kit. That's right. Call 855-665-0767, and my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $15,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? Call 855-665-0767 now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Hunter Biden's infamous laptop contains a trove of incriminating documents and emails that constitute compelling evidence of multiple enrichment schemes with foreign entities that forked over millions of dollars for access to Joe Biden and his potential influence. Interested parties in Russia, Ukraine, and China stood to benefit. To ensure that the current criminal investigation is not as compromised as the Bidens, a special counsel must be named to guard the legal process from wanton presidential interference. As a political appointee, after all, Attorney General Merrick Garland cannot be trusted to keep his foot off the scales of justice. On Friday, nearly 100 House Republicans penned a letter to A.G. Garland urging him to name a special counsel. They reminded him that such an appointment, Robert Mueller, was made during the Trump administration, quote, because the Justice Department could not be seen to impartially investigate the sitting president. The lawmakers added a special counsel would also ensure there is no bias 
or undue influence from the White House. That same standard that Democrats cited five years ago should be applied now. The conflict of interest is obvious. Garland works for and is answerable to the president, Joe Biden, who has authority over the Department of Justice. The DOJ ultimately presides over the Delaware case and has the ability to dictate its course. The department could shut it down or issue orders not to prosecute Hunter Biden. Avoiding even the appearance of a conflict of interest necessitates a special counsel to preserve the integrity of the process. This is mandatory, by the way. It's not optional. Take a look at the Code of Federal Regulations that govern the Attorney General, 28 CFR 600.1. If trust in our government is to be preserved, fidelity to the law must be followed. Now, Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican, has expressed reluctance in naming a special counsel. He fears it might further delay the current Delaware probe. But this legitimate concern could be allayed or eliminated by simply elevating Delaware U.S. Attorney David C. Weiss to the position of special counsel. Weiss, who was appointed by Trump, has been investigating the illicit schemes of Hunter Biden since 2018. It was Weiss who convened the grand jury, granting him the autonomy of special counsel status would insulate his office from political obstruction or tampering by Biden or Garland or both without prolonging any charges he might be prepared to bring. And there is recent precedent for naming Weiss as special counsel. In October of 2020, you'll recall, then-Attorney General William Barr elevated U.S. Attorney John Durham to special counsel as he continued his review of why the FBI launched its misbegotten collusion investigation of Donald Trump. The move formalized Durham's authority, but more importantly, it gave Durham the latitude to act independently and free from political intervention. It effectively prevented Joe Biden from scuttling Durham's ongoing probe and otherwise remove him without incurring severe political costs. I argued back then that Bill Barr should have conferred the same special counsel protection to David Weiss. The attorney general's refusal to do so was an egregious mistake, made even more conspicuous by Barr's recent remark that he was shocked when Joe Biden lied to the American people about Hunter's abandoned laptop during the 2020 presidential debate. Take a listen. I was very disturbed during the debate when when uh, candidate Biden lied to the American people about the laptop. He squarely confronted with the laptop and he suggested that it was Russian disinformation and pointed to the letter written by some intelligence people that was baseless, uh, which he knew was was a lie. And uh, I was I was shocked by that. And fortunately, the DNI came out and said, no, it's 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 not disinformation. The FBI said the same thing. Media ignored it. Back then, knowing full well that Joe Biden was employing lies to conceal damning evidence 
of his son's foreign shakedown scams and Joe's own suspected collaboration, Attorney General Barr should have taken appropriate measures to shield David Weiss. His decision not to now leaves the U.S. attorney vulnerable to political meddling by Biden and Garland. You can be sure that Hunter Biden is counting on that. He boasted about it, in fact, in his book when he recounted how he was relieved that his father won. Take a look at page 248. A Biden loss, said Hunter, seemed a threat to my personal freedom. If dad hadn't won, I'm certain Trump would have continued to pursue me in the criminal fashion he's adopted, said Hunter. In other words, Hunter Biden would have been held accountable under the law if Donald Trump had been reelected. So apparently the president's son now thinks the fix is in, and his father will ensure that he can weasel out of any criminal wrongdoing. Perhaps Hunter knows something we don't. This is all the more reason why Merrick Garland must appoint David Weiss as special counsel. Not only is there overwhelming evidence that may merit a criminal indictment of Hunter Biden, but there is compelling evidence that Joe Biden himself was deeply involved in his son's foreign deal-making. Congressman Jim Jordan, top Republican on the House Judiciary Committee, has examined a plethora of text messages found on the notorious laptop. He says they tie Joe Biden and his brother James Biden to Hunter's corrupt foreign deals. Well, it sure looks like now it's a family enterprise based on the recent text messages we've seen. And I'm just amazed at how this story has changed because it initially started out as it wasn't his laptop. Then it was quickly, well, it was his laptop, but it was Russian disinformation. And now it's, well, it wasn't Russian disinformation, but Joe had nothing to do with it. And now we learn, well, Joe did have something to do with it, but his chief of staff says he did nothing wrong. It doesn't appear to be the case when you look at these recent text messages. Chuck Grassley, the ranking Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee, has also been investigating Biden corruption. He discovered that more than 150 financial transactions had been flagged by U.S. banks as suspicious or concerning. Some involved large wire transfers from foreign sources to Hunter Biden and his uncle Jim Biden, the president's brother, particularly large wire transfers from China. Here's what Grassley told CBS's Catherine Herridge, formerly of Fox News. We have people with the Biden name dealing with Chinese business people that have a relationship through the Communist Party. I think it's very concerning. Documents show that the Chinese promised Hunter and James Biden retainer fees worth $165,000 per month, per month. What about Joe Biden's involvement? Authenticated emails confirmed that Joe Biden attended meetings and dinners with Hunter's foreign investors and business partners. Photographs corroborated. Indeed, the two flew together to China aboard Air Force Two at taxpayer expense, where the elder Biden met with his son's business cohorts. Just days later, what a coincidence. Hunter cemented a lucrative venture with a Chinese investment firm. 
The grand jury has reportedly asked a witness to identify the big guy who was slated to get a 10% cut of a deal the sun struck with an energy company connected to the Chinese Communist Party. Hunter's former business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, is on record stating that the big guy was Joe Biden. The two men met twice, face-to-face, to talk about their business, according to Bobolinsky. Another Hunter associate cautioned in an email, quote, Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. I know you know that, but they're paranoid, end of quote. Well, it turns out fear of getting caught is why cryptic names such as Celtic and the big guy were used whenever Joe was actually being mentioned. Jim Biden, the president's brother, referred to it as plausible deniability. Other emails connect both Bidens to multi-million dollar schemes with the Russians and the Ukrainians. Hunter bagged millions as a director of the Ukraine gas giant known as Burisma, while his dad bragged about his pivotal role in firing a prosecutor who was poised to launch a corruption investigation of the beleaguered company. The senior Biden threatened to withhold a billion dollars in USAID, taxpayer money, unless Ukraine capitulated. Sure enough, the prosecutor was sacked and the probe magically vanished overnight. Here's Joe Biden boasting in 2018 about how he manipulated American taxpayer dollars to get that prosecutor canned. And I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. Despite all of this evidence, Joe Biden has repeatedly insisted he knew nothing at all about his son's foreign business dealings, never spoke with him, not a word. That's a ludicrous statement. Even Hunter Biden has disputed it. He admitted, in fact, at one point to The New Yorker that he did indeed discuss with his father his business arrangements in Ukraine. Did Joe Biden ever profit from his son's foreign dealings? Documents show that Hunter used proceeds to pay for his father's expenses and taxes. They had a shared bank account but there may have been much more. Emails indicate that Hunter raked in millions of dollars, while some of that cash also lined Joe's pockets. It's something that Hunter has publicly denied over and over again, yet he privately wrote that he was funneling money to his dad. Which is the truth? Which is the lie? Well, take a listen to what Hunter said when questioned by CBS News reporter Anthony Mason. Have you ever given your father money from any of your business ventures? No. Nothing? Nothing. Ever. Not a nickel? Not a nickel. Directly or indirectly? Directly or indirectly. Not a nickel ever. 100%. No. Never. That was for public consumption and for the benefit of prosecutors in Delaware, no doubt. But Hunter's private text messages and emails 
tell a very different story, how dad also cashed in on his son's payola. It's no coincidence that as Vice President Joe Biden oversaw American foreign policy in China, Ukraine, and Russia at the same time that his son was landing big paydays from those very same countries. Hutter monetized his father's power and influence. His only marketable skill was being the scion of a powerful U.S. government official. So what did he do? He exploited his genetics for financial gain. Did the Bidens sell out their country? Have they compromised America's national security and jeopardized U.S. interests? Is our president susceptible to counterintelligence blackmail? These are serious and legitimate questions. They should have been explored and addressed before the 2020 presidential election. But as Bill Barr pointed out, Joe Biden lied. And so did 51 former members of our intelligence community that call the incriminating evidence, oh, it's just Russian disinformation, when they knew it was not. These intel officials were willing to lie to the American people to elect Joe Biden and defeat Donald Trump. It was shameful conduct. It may have been criminal. Members of the mainstream media were equally disgraceful. They ran a candidate protection racket, covering up for Joe Biden, suppressing the incriminating evidence. Big tech joined in. They censored the story. It was one of the greatest deceits in American electoral history. A significant number of Joe Biden voters now say they would have cast their ballots differently had the media told the truth instead of concealing it. To give you a sense of just how biased journalists are, Ann Applebaum, who's a writer for Atlantic Magazine and a Pulitzer Prize winner, said recently that the Hunter Biden story is not interesting and totally irrelevant to her. Really, Anne? The president's family selling access and probably influence to foreign interests doesn't matter? Oh, nothing to see here, says Applebaum. Move along. It remains to be seen whether Biden's house of cards will come tumbling down amid persuasive evidence of corruption and influence peddling. But if it's anything like the finale of House of Cards, okay, it will not end well for Hunter and Joe. Joining me now is Jason Chaffetz, former five-term congressman from Utah, Fox News contributor, best-selling author of several books, and the host of his own podcast called Jason in the House. Uh, Congressman, uh, I'm going to call you Jason because I know you pretty darn well, and I hope you Good. don't mind. But I, I really appreciate your uh, your being with us today. Let's jump right in. When you look at all of Hunter Biden's foreign transactions, the millions of dollars that he was raking in, the emails showing how he was selling access to his father, who was then the vice president. Doesn't it seem that there is really only one conclusion to be drawn, that this looks very much like a corrupt influence peddling scheme and almost surely uh, foreign lobbying, which is in violation of the law. It's actually a crime because Hunter Biden never registered 
as a foreign agent. Your take? Look, there are multiple instances where it appears that Hunter Biden could have very easily, um, and by the way, other parts of the family could have very easily overstepped the bounds of the law. Um, And on on the surface, taking just a quick glance, this is an immediate family member of the president of the United States. While much of this was going on, he was the immediate family member of the vice president of the United States traveling on Air Force Two, utilizing the resources of the federal government. And um, uh, there are multiple statutes in which he, it appears, overstepped. And and more than just overstepped, but but it, it was the legal line. Yes. And, and, and there are so many different legal avenues in which he has probably uh, violated the law. It really is uh, quite stunning that it, a, it doesn't get more attention and B it doesn't have more legal oomph to it at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, it has been reported by the New York times, which was late to the game by 17 months. Gee, what a surprise yeah. that you know, Grand jury is looking at everything from tax fraud to money laundering. And of course, failure to register as a foreign agent under Farah, which, as I say, is a crime. I would toss in um, conspiracy, uh, maybe even racketeering and other fraud crimes. But, you know, when you examine all of these documents that have surfaced, It's abundantly clear that Joe Biden was in some ways complicit. I mean, he certainly knew about his son's schemes because there are emails saying, thank you for arranging the meeting with your father uh, from Hunter's business partners. There are photographs of Joe with, you know, Hunter's business associates, recent documents. So Joe Biden actually writing a, a recommendation letter for one of Hunter's Chinese business partners, the son of, of one of his business partners. And then there's, you know, Tony Bobolinsky who says, yeah, the big guy was Joe Biden, supposed to get a 10% cut of the Chinese deal. Uh, there's another email that warns, hey, don't mention Joe being involved. Um, what do you make of all of that? Yeah, the, I mean, it just, it continues to go on because it's clear that Hunter Biden is talking about his father. I mean, everything from securing keys because they're going to share an office with a, with one of the Chinese nationals with Joe Biden. Um, uh, you have uh, literally $100,000 dropped into a trust account as a specific thank you to the Bidens uh, from Louis Free, the former FBI director. $100,000 going to Joe Biden's grandkids account and the the back and forth that that hunter biden has i mean it just goes it really is beyond the past this is not like some accidental thing or whoops a uh, somebody's misunderstanding the it's so voluminous it's so frequent it's so um uh, above board in that they are blatant about it they interchange the word pops and the big guy in the emails when hunters um typing things in his own words so there's there's more than just a smoking gun out there. It is it is stunning that the the legal um, world has not taken the justice has not taken action yet. Yeah, I mean because the investigation has been going on since 2018, and in fact, it now looks like uh, a preliminary investigation was opened up as early as 2014. 
So, I mean, and yes, I understand that it takes time to get uh, bank records and documents and, and so forth. But I mean, if it dates all the way back to 2014. I mean, Look, the tax records are there, right? I mean, you're going to know whether right. or not he was paying taxes, not paying taxes, following the financial flow. The, it, securing the records, if you're the Department of Justice uh, or law enforcement, this is not a hard or heavy lift. This is not something that takes very long to get. And any sort of forensic accounting is going to be able to verify and match those up pretty easily. Yeah. And the banks flagged an astonishing 150, uh, more than 150, suspicious foreign transactions with Hunter Biden. I mean, 150? Good Lord. I mean, maybe we only know the tip of the iceberg, but it does appear to, in some ways, implicate the president of the United States. Hunter and Joe were, as you point out, they were commingling their finances. They had a shared bank account. Some of the cash the son raked in paid for his father's taxes and expenses. You know, isn't it the old follow the money, connect the dots to Joe Biden, not to mention his brother, Jim Biden, which, frankly, as a lawyer, it looks, I mean, this strikes me as very much like a family criminal enterprise, which is the term that Jim Jordan has used, your former colleague in, in the House. Yeah, they all seem to have benefited from it, from, um, you know, Joe Biden's uh, brother-in-law. You have his his niece who got a job within the federal government. Again, questionable. Why did she get that job? Was it because he was the vice president of the United States? Uh, how did Hunter Biden even get on the board of Amtrak, for goodness sake? I mean, because he rode a train or because he was the <laughs> son of, at the time, a powerful senator. And so it, it some things um, I think you can maybe try to explain away. Taking money by the millions of dollars from foreign entities around the world, uh, from from China, Ukraine, uh, the ties into Russia and Moscow and the former mayor's uh, wife out there, um, $100,000 coming out of Romania as a thank you for business. It's just... it. It's time to actually do it because, Greg, you and I have been talking about this and a host of others, but by golly, they got to actually do something at this right. point. Well, it is up to the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, and the grand jury that he's convened. And, and you know, I would like to have confidence in him, uh, but I worry, and I have no reason not to have confidence in him, but here's what I worry about, Jason about political interference from Merrick Garland, the attorney general, and the Department of Justice, which, after all, as you know, Joe Biden is ultimately in charge of. So there's a glaring, blatant conflict of interest. I mean, Joe's department is investigating his own son, and the president himself may be incriminated or implicated. The solution, it seems to me, and I wrote about this, is to give David Weiss uh, special counsel protection in the same way that John Durham was given that protection to insulate him from political tampering with the case. What do you think? I, I, I think there is n- but no choice to do that. This is not something that the U.S. attorney should have to ask for. I think it should be granted on the surface. It just makes absolute total sense to do this. I'm somewhat reluctant to 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 want to go that direction, 
But when you're investigating the bigger, broader actions of um, the immediate family member of the sitting president of the United States, I don't think there's but any choice to but to give him the special protections needed so that he can pursue the legal case. If this was the Trump family, we've chronicled this time and time again. That's exactly what the Democrats would argue. But now that it's Joe Biden, it's just crickets over there. Um, and there, I don't think they have any choice. I think this has, this protection has to be given to the U S attorney and his staff in order to pursue this to, to its final conclusion. If lady justice is going to have that blindfold on, she shouldn't have to be able to look over her shoulder and make sure that, you know, somebody from Biden's family or legal team or, or, uh, a political team is looking, looking over his shoulder. It just shouldn't happen. You know, uh, bigger picture here, shouldn't this alarm all Americans uh, that this potentially is a president who may be compromised by China and Ukraine and Russia, um, all of which he's, he, you know, he's having to deal with right now. Um, and, and maybe national security was jeopardized. I think it was Bill Barr who recently expressed concern about blackmail. I mean, aren't those serious and legitimate questions that could have dire consequences for Americans in U.S. interest? Yes. I mean, it, it, it's um, unfortunately no surprise that, uh, you know, Hunter Biden had a had a drug problem, drug addiction. But then you inject, um, it, you know, interaction with these Russian prostitutes um, and the Chinese nationals. I, I think one of the real interesting little things that uh, Senator Johnson and Grassley were able to unearth are the records from the Secret Service. Right. I mean, the Secret Service is there to, to not only protect um, a, the, the, the protectees, but they're also there to protect and guard against other type of subversion and other things that might happen. And why is it that Hunter Biden was allowed to... Um, get away from his secret service detail and be able to spend days and days in China by himself without any protection, without a secret service detail. When his father is the vice president of the United States, that, that should concern you. What was going on there? What happened there? And uh, willing or unwilling, what was going on? Um, what kind of communications equipment was going to there, there uh, you and I could chronicle for hours, Greg, all the different problems and challenges that are created when you are taking this type of money and assets and, and have videos and audios that puts the president in a compromising position. And I think any reasonable person would look at the statements by the president and his spokesperson, by the way, thus far and say, they've been lying about this to suggest that they have had no interaction, no communication and no knowledge of it. It's just, it's just laughable on its face. Yeah. You know, uh, All of this should have been examined and exposed before the 2020 presidential election. In fact, you called it recently corruption at the highest level. Uh, This was suppressed by the mainstream media. It was censored by big tech. 51 former members of our intelligence community deliberately lied to the American people by calling the laptop and its contents Russian disinformation. Jason, weren't all of them witting accessories to a cover-up of corruption? They were conspirators, if you will. 
uh, in a way that that defrauded the American people with their lies and and helped throw an election for Joe Biden. When you are granted a security clearance, um, you have a special obligation because you're not supposed to talk about the content of it, nor are you supposed to spin that in such a way that it pushes your political narrative. This is why I think most Americans are surprised to learn that many of the people on that list probably still have a security clearance given their previous positions, even though they've left those positions, they continue to carry that security clearance. And then they use that politically to go out and tell the world, hey, look, I've seen this information. I get to read things you don't get to read. And hey, guess what? Um, Let me tell you what's going on here. And then lie about it. I mean, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell clearly did that. They did it against Donald Trump, but they're doing it now in favor of Joe Biden. But those 51 people, I I think that is criminal. I think those people should be charged for an abuse of their security clearances. They should be stripped away and they should be prosecuted. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, Leon Panetta... Uh, James Clapper, John Brennan, Michael Morrell, Michael Hayden, the list goes on and on. There were 51 of them. And they were all spinning a lie, and they knew it was a lie, and they didn't care because the end justified the means. And the end was defeating Donald Trump and electing Joe Biden. Final question. Regardless of what the Delaware grand jury does or when it does it, uh, won't it be up to Republicans to launch a full-scale corruption investigation if they regain control of Congress in the November midterm elections? In the Senate, it looks like Grassley and Johnson will escalate the probe they've already been working on. Uh, and if Jim Jordan, ranking member of the Judiciary Committee in the House, becomes the chairman, he's vowed to launch an exhaustive, comprehensive investigation. Is that perhaps, Jason, the only way we'll get to the real facts and uncover the whole ugly truth? Yeah, I, I think uh, Lady Justice there at the Department of Justice has to fully exhaust where they're they're going. But uh, congressional oversight, which is imperative in this case, I think would involve the Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, and the Intelligence Committee. Um, they have different names in the House and the Senate, but those all should be out there to in order to explore how this happened and what do we need to do so that it never happens again, and to provide oversight at the Department of Justice uh, as to what happened and didn't happen. I also think the Inspector General from those uh, from the Department of Justice uh, should should be involved and engaged, but they have limitations. Um, they can only go so far, and they can't prosecute. But a full full throttled um, congressional inf- investigation, and that should start now. You can do things even though you're in the minority by laying out there um, these uh, these letters. Um, preservation letters and whatnot, and then be ready to go on day one uh, should control and the balance in the House and the Senate change change leadership. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you can take to the floor of the House or the Senate and present evidence, even though, you know, you uh, are not in the majority. It's what Chuck Grassley did about a week ago when he, he brings out all of these boards of the financial transactions of Hunter Biden and, and just laid out a lot of the yeah. new evidence from the banks themselves that Grassley and Johnson had obtained. Uh, thanks so much, Jason Chaffetz, former congressman from Utah, best-selling author, Fox News contributor. He's got his own 
podcast. You got to check it out called Jason in the House. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.